welcome back to another episode of the show. This is Missing the Point with Miles David, and I am your host. Thank you for tuning back in. Like I always say, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is not your first time and you are back to another episode, then thank you for coming on back, and I appreciate it. And you guys have been rocking with me for almost a year because here we are having an extremely full circle moment because I am in New York, literally looking right across the hotel room at Brian Hudson. Say hi, Brian. I hope you guys could hear that. (laughs) Brian and I had a conversation literally like what? A couple hours ago? Something like that. A couple a couple hours ago in this very same hotel room in New York City talking about the twenty twenty one US Open draw, women's singles and men's singles. And this is what today's episode is gonna be all about. We're gonna play that conversation for you guys so you guys can hear our breakdown of the draws, some of our picks to go deep inside the last major of the year and it is going to be fun i know that for a fact because the first time we did this was fun so why wouldn't this time be fun (laughs) and again this is literally like a full circle moment the first time that i ever did an episode of missing the point was a episode about the breakdown of the 2020 u.s open draw and here we are in new york literally in new york and me and brian are talking about the 2021 u.s open draw and having a podcast and conversation about it so This is a nice full circle moment, and I think I have rambled enough so you guys can actually get into the conversation, hear our picks, hear our banter, laugh along with us, and get engaged on this year's U.S. Open. So enjoy, guys. I'll be back on the other side to wrap up the conversation. And in the meantime, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at MissingPointPod. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-P-O-I-N-T-P-O-D. Yes, a mouthful, but you can do it. I know you can. Enjoy the show, guys. Another one for the highlight reel. Let's see, Barty's got, yeah, her seats are looking very easy. Mahova, <laughs> I mean, Mahova's good, but ain't really done nothing. Everybody here, Brady hasn't done anything. You know we're recording, right? Oh, we are. Yes. <laughs> oh, we we're gonna keep right it. In. We're gonna we're gonna keep it. We're gonna hop right in. <laughs> we're gonna hop right into the 2021 U.S. Open draw because the U.S. Open starts. As we record this, it is Saturday, technically, Act, technically Sunday. Sunday, and we are in New York, ladies and gentlemen. We are like literally in the borough. No, we're not in the borough. Well, we're in Manhattan. We're we're, we're like in <laughs> we're in the vicinity, but like we, me and Brian are recording this. Like Brian is within. Like I, I can. I could reach over. I can. You guys probably didn't hear that because I was reaching over and touching Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but I could reach over and touch him, and we can talk about tennis in the same room, the same as opposed room. to the very first episode of Missing the Point with Miles David, where we were on Zoom talking about the 2020 U.S. Open. So my have times changed and things have changed. Was that really the first one? That was the very first one. That was the wow. premiere. Mm-hmm. That's like an anniversary episode. August 31st. Yep. And today is the 29th. So. August is a good month for this podcast, I think. Hopefully, it's a good month for the people I want to win the U.S. Open, which, do I really want anybody to win the U.S. Open? (laughs) Man. I just, uh, if you don't know, now you know. We're going to let you know that this U.S. Open has a lot of wind knocked out of its sails because Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Dominique Thiem, Serena Williams, and Venus Williams. Am I missing anybody else that's not playing? I mean, if you want to throw in Kenan. 
Kenan and Kim Kleister. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well, Kim was in the Kim was in the draw last uh, U.S. Open, and mm, was she? She was. She lost to Alexandrova. <laughs> she sure did. You're right. She sure did. I don't. She. I don't even know if she's considered an active player anymore. But here we are, guys, to talk about the 2020 U.S. Open. We're in our hotel room, so if you hear any random noise, just roll with it because this is how New York hotel rooms are they're cozy <laughs> cozy yet loud right. and that's that's what we have to work with in new york this is where dreams are made of isn't it a concrete jungle or something something like that <sighs> okay let's start with the 2020 women's singles draw and 21 did i say 2020 sure did it, who knows what year we're <laughs> in at this point 2021 u.s open women's draw and let's start from the top the number one seed is Ash Barty of Australia, who's won 17,000 titles this year already <laughs> and looks set to win another one at the U.S. Open she for all does. intents and purposes. She opens up her campaign with a match against former world number two and recent mother. I don't know if, I guess you consider Zvonareva a recent mother. Yeah. Yeah, like she's a toddler. Yeah. And she's still on comeback mode. So that's not an easy first round, but... It on paper it looks interesting right. because of what Zvonar ever brings to the table as a former number two player in the world and a former Wimbledon and U.S. Open finalist. So that should be interesting. I think we already looked at the schedule and saw that it was going to be on Ash, right? Probably. Let me double check that real quick. <laughs> I think it's on Ash, y'all. Yay! Yippee. I'm pretty sure it's on Ash. Um. Some other notable names are the, the the next highest seed next to Barty in her section of the draw would be Jennifer Brady, who really Jennifer Brady made the finals of the Australian Open this year. And I thought this would be like a breakout season for her. And in some ways it has been because she's a number 13 seed and that's nothing to like, you know, be shameful of, especially as an American player. But she's had some injury problems, and she really hasn't gotten all the way together with her game since the French Open, since she pulled out um, with, like, a foot injury. I think she has, like, plantar fasciitis. I think she does, and that's really painful. I've slightly dealt with that. I feel feel for her, and she's the the next highest seed. She opens up her campaign against the qualifier, Emma Raducanu. And if you remember that name, you remember her making the fourth round of Wimbledon just a couple weeks ago. And um, she was the star of the tabloids then because she was a Brit and mm-hmm. a pretty Brit at that. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> love those. Um, some other seeds in Ash Barty's section of the draw. Veronica Kudamatova, the Russian, the 29th seed. And uh, Caroline. Is it is it Caroline Mulova? Carolina, Carolina Muhova. Yeah. I should know that. I like her game and her eyebrows. <laughs> She's <the> number <laughs> hashtag brows of the of the century. <laughs> um, she opens up. Muhova does. She opens up against Sarah Sribas Tormo. Who? That's a very tricky opening round match because Sarah Sribas Tormo has been having. One heck of a season. She, she doesn't really have has. a seed. She doesn't have a seed next to her name, but she's at a career high ranking of like forty three, I believe. She just made the semis in the warm up tournament in Cleveland. She made the quarterfinals in Montreal. She made the quarterfinals in Miami earlier, and she won her first WTA title all on hard court. She won that title in Guadalajara earlier in like March 
are so of this year. So that's not an easy first round match. Did she go deep at the Olympics or not? She beat Barty, and I think she won the next match after that, and then lost the match okay. after that. I think so. But all in all, she has confidence. Definitely some confidence. She has confidence. The number one player for mm-hmm. sure. And then also, um, there's the young player from Denmark, Clara Towson. That would be a potential second round match for Ash Barty up at the top of this section. And she just won the WTA 125K event in Chicago as a part of that Chicago Tennis Festival. So shout out to Clara Towson for making moves. There's also an All-American matchup between Shelby Rogers and Madison Bringle. Um, so yeah, any anything or anybody you see posing a real threat to Barty getting through to that quarterfinal? Not at all. We could basically pencil her in to yeah. the quarters. I mean, yeah. Shea Sue's right there, but, you know. Not going to bother Barty. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Barty's too steady right now. Yeah, Barty is part of her own party right now, honestly. <laughs> um, Let's move on to the section below that. That is led by the highest seed, number seven seed, Iga Swiatek the former French Open champion from 2020, who's had a, you know, I think Sviatek has had a good year. She hasn't necessarily played her best tennis at the biggest tournaments, like the Grand yeah. Slams, but she still has two titles to her name in Rome. Who I was going to say Rome and Madrid. Serena <laughs> Serena would cackle here. Um, but she won Rome earlier, and she won on Adelaide earlier in the year in January, right after Australian Open, or in February, excuse me. Um she opens up her campaign against the qualifier from America, Jamie Loeb. Shout out to her for making it through qualifying. Also in this draw is the Cincinnati runner-up, Jill with one L Teichman. Uh, she I opens never up. Realized her. Me it was either. One L. I did not know until Cincinnati that she had <laughs> one L in Jill. Very interesting. It must be. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> <laughs> it's her mom was just like, mm, "You're just gonna be J I L." Want to do something different? J I L. Who else? Um, and also the the section of the the section of the draw is is anchored by number eleven seed and Tokyo Olympic gold medalist Belinda Benchit. Shout out to you for blocking me. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, if you're being blocked by a gold medalist, you're doing something right on Twitter. Um, I actually am interested to see what the twenty third and twenty eighth seeds in this section do. JPEG. Yep, JPEG, Jessica Fagula, and then also Annette Contevit, who has had an interestingly good season. Annette Contevit has gotten to three finals this season. She got to a final in one of those Melbourne Summer Series events, and she had to end up sharing the title because of some scheduling issues. She got to the final of Eastbourne right before Wimbledon, and then she also just won the warm-up tournament in Cleveland, like, a couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and she opens up her campaign against Stozer. So that's kind of tricky, but Stozer is definitely in the twilight of her career. And Pagula opens up against the young Russian Potapova. Would fiery, not be su- Very fiery. <laughs> yeah, right. Would not be surprised if Pagula and Contabit actually go through this section and in- end up meeting in the fourth round. Would like to see it, but that would kind of mean Sviatek would have to bow out early. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe Pagula Sweetie would be a nice matchup. I can see it. Like, yeah, I'm not mad at that. I can see that for sure. I'm not mad at that. Um, you want to go to the next section? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, 
the next section is anchored by top oh, top four seed, number four seed, Carolina Pliskova. <laughs> ooh, the, the reason I tripped up because I was like, ooh, there's a four next to her name and haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> I think she's finally got some confidence, though. I mean, well, granted, she did, see lose, my face. <laughs> she, she did lose to Georgie, which that should not have happened because Georgie had never even won a 500 before, let alone a 1,000. But Georgie had beaten her the last two times they played. True. And Pliskova doesn't it, – it's almost – when people say Pliskova plays like a robot, it, it almost <laughs> kind of does – robots don't have the wherewithal to know what to do when somebody is like – pulling out their parts and Pagula been pulling out Pliskova parts and Georgie has been pulling out Pliskova's parts all season and she has no idea what to do differently like well she did she did finally conquer Pagula she was down 1-5 in the second set so Pagula took her Pagula took her foot off of the gas pedal and and whatever whatever rigmarole she was doing (laughs) in the back of Pliskova's uh, bionic back wiring yeah she messed up the wiring in that one um it's hard not to see Pliskova get well. I don't. I don't know honestly because Pliskova could come in here and I don't think she's gonna lose her opening match to Katie McNally. No. It should be an interesting match, but I don't think she should lose it. And then right underneath that, it could be a potential second round match against Amanda Anisimova. Anisimova is a young American that's very talented in that Coco Golf range, kind of. But she's been, she's been derailed with some off court stuff. Um, and hasn't really been playing up to the standard that right. we saw in like 2018, 2019. So that could be potentially problematic, but who knows? Um, other seeds in this section, number 30 seed, Petra Martic. I have no idea how she's consistently seeded all the time. She's I, very consistent. <laughs> I guess. She keeps happening. She just gets the ball in play, and the rest of the girls just don't know what to do. Um, also, who I'm picking, I think I'm picking her to get out of this entire section and make okay, the quarters okay. is is Big Ballin'. Scrabble? Big Ballin' Paula Badosa, actually. Oh. Who you thought I was going to say? Oh, yeah, that's Drive Badosa as well. Big Ballin' Paula Badosa. That's what... When Paula Badosa is healthy, my girl be balling. She hits the ball. <laughs> she be balling. And I like to watch her play. She made the quarterfinals of Roland Garros, and she has a very in-your-face. People keep um, comparing her to Sharapova. I don't see it. I don't see it either. She's you very squint, feisty. If you squint and, like, take a shot, maybe. And she's actually she's actually born in New York, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like a homecoming. Her family her. has some kind of connection to a fashion house. <laughs> So, shout out to Bedosa. Some other notable seeds in here is the 2021 French Open runner-up, Pavlyuchenkova. And this section is kind of open. Like, I'm calling Bedosa to get to the quarterfinals. But honestly, any of these names from Shmidlova to Martic to Tomjanovic... Even Anissa Mova could, you know, find some form and end up in the later rounds of this tournament. Who knows? It's a very, very it's, open section. Anybody could kind of get. Oh, and there's this uh, this young Russian. Her name is Gracheva. She made the semifinals in the tournament in Chicago. And I was just watching her match the other day on Tennis Channel. And she has a beautiful backhand. Oh, okay. She opens up against a qualifier from Spain who I've never heard of before. Never heard of her. Uh, 
Perizes Diaz. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, love, and you ever end up listening to this episode. <laughs> so sorry. Um, but Gr- Gracheva is only 22 years old. She's a redhead uh, Russian that has like um, Parisian upbringing. Wow. And she plays really, really smooth and has a dynamite two-handed backhand. So maybe this might be a breakthrough tournament for her. A little, a little known name. So let's round out the top half of the draw by talking about Bianca Andrescu's section because she anchors the section as number six seed. And boy, do my girl got some points to defend. She sure does. <laughs> I'm Ooh. still shocked that her seed is that high, but well, I guess she is the. Yeah. Uh, well, no. It's the co- it's the Kenan, COVID. Kenan pulled out, yeah. And it's also just the COVID rollover because mm-hmm. she's still holding on to what twenty nineteen uh, Indian US, Wells and US Open yep. and Toronto or yeah. Toronto. I don't know. Who knows at this point? Honestly, we just know that she's still a top ten player, but has not been playing like one. Not at all. And she opens up against the surprise Wimbledon quarterfinalist Victoria Gulliabich. So and also go silver. Silver, Silver medalist in doubles with uh, Belinda Benches. So she has, she has a level of confidence, sure. and Bianca Andreescu doesn't really have that right now. So that could be an interesting first-round matchup. There's uh, always dangerous, but never know what you're going to get. Yelena Ostapenko <laughs> in this in this uh, section is number 27 seed. Right above it is a first-round match I'm interested in watching between a uh, young 19-year-old Ukrainian Marta Koschuk. If you remember her, she took Naomi Osaka to three sets at the U.S. Open last year. Um, and then she faces Maria Sakari. Sack attack. Sack attack reminds me of Moresmo so much. I don't care what anybody shoulders. says. It's no, it's not just the shoulders. <laughs> it's not. It's the it's the way the hair is slicked back and, and the walk. She, a little it, bit of like the. It's the mental fortitude too, because like oh, I. Oh, Moresmo was so good, but you could tell that she was in her own way, especially in winning positions. And there's been a couple, actually more than a couple of matches this year where Sakari has been, she was supposed to be the winner of that match and ended up taking the L. And I just, she's not had a bad season. I just, it's just so Moresmo-ish. Like, she's just going to have to keep on plugging away and keep on believing that she is a top player because the game is there. I love the way you say her name, by the way. Can you say it one more time? Sakari? Yeah, I like it. You, like, oh. you roll the R a little bit. You roll it a little bit. <laughs> Sakari. I mean, I think that's how she, I don't it know. It is. No, it is. Yeah. I, I, just, I like it. And then also, Sinyakova, who's been playing well in the tournament in Cleveland. She did. Uh, she opens up against Sevastova, who is who loves playing in New York for some reason. A quarterfinalist and a semifinalist, so that should be interesting. And then also number ten seed Kvitova, who doesn't really like playing in New York that Not much. Sorry, Kvitova, you if you listen to this podcast or if you know me or if you <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you know I love Kvitova. That is my sister in leftiness. I, Lefties. Uh, she opens up against uh, Polona Herkodge, and then she actually has a very favorable draw, she honestly. Does. She, really she could very well make it to the quarterfinal. It's just that, or at least out of this section to the fourth round at the very minimum, it's just that it's hard to count on her because her her results in US at the U.S. Open in New York have been so dodgy. So we'll see. Um, so that's the top half of the women's, of the women's section. We're going to hold off on on put uh we're gonna hold off on picking our top 
eight quarterfinalists until we go down to the very bottom of the draw and check out what Arena Sabalenka's doing as the number two seed. <laughs> <laughs> Arena Sabalenka is the number two seed, and she opens up her campaign against Nina Stojanovic. I think Stojanovic was the player that Djokovic was playing mixed doubles with in it was at uh, Tokyo, Tokyo and got burnt out of a, a, a uh, bronze medal potential yeah. bronze medal she should be pissed I would be <laughs> like I came all the way over here dealing <laughs> to with Tokyo COVID quarantine <sighs> and only for Novak Djokovic's shoulder to be wonky allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly um uh, Sabalenka all jokes aside she has a really decent draw to make some noise the highest seed that she could potentially face um, is Daniel Collins, who has had a really good summer, winning two tournaments back to back in Palermo and the WTA 500 event in San Jose in the lead up uh, U.S. Open Summer Series. Um, that could be a potential third round. Would not mind seeing that. But Collins does open up against Carla Suarez Navarro, who's playing her last U.S. Open and last tournament ever, I do last believe. One. So. Um, Shout out to Carlos Suarez Navarro for, you know, fighting cancer and coming back to the tour so quickly after doing that. Mm -hmm. So always a good story. And shout out to her for having a pretty good career. Also, ooh, I shouldn't have said pretty good. Sorry. More than good. More than pretty good. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Um, Anz Jabour is in this section, number I 20 seed. She, play, she plays Elise Cornet, who just made the final at the WTA 250 event in Chicago. So that was interesting. <laughs> Alize. Alize, always in the mix A. Um, and then also Steady Mert the Flirt, number 15 seed, um, is also in this section. She opens up against the Swede, Rebecca per Rebecca Perterson, Rebecca Peterson. And Mertens is always, you pretty much know where you're going to get. She's not going to miss a ball. And it's going to be a grinding performance for Mertens. So she could have another fourth round performance in her. And then she could possibly face Sabalenka in the fourth round if the seeds were to hold that's what would happen and they are doubles partners or on again off again doubles partners <laughs> something like that something yeah something something like that so that'd be interesting to kind of see um moving on or moving up to the section above this and that is Barbora Krychikova's section and I have her name circled because <laughs> what's the circle about? I just I, 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 I it's something about the way that she plays tennis that looks very easy. She, she does make it look easy. She doesn't really like she is aware of the fact that she's in the mix now, but it doesn't seem to bother her. And Not that is that's all. interesting because the rest of these girls get when they they get bothered. very flustered. <laughs> they get very flustered. And she's just like, okay, cool. Like I think it's because she's done well in doubles, honestly. True. She's been on the center stage several times. She's won majors. Like she just knows what's what to and do. And just won a gold in Tokyo. Yep. And one <laughs> Roland Garros. Did she win Wimbledon too? Did she win Wimbledon? Oh, um, no, I don't think she won Wimbledon doubles. No, she didn't. She didn't. Oh, it was Sue Shea. And Sue Shea and, and Mertens. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. But, I mean, she won everything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, she opens up her tournament against a qualifier, Astra Sharma, who won the tournament earlier this year in Charleston, if you remember that. I remember that for some strange reason. <laughs> I remember a lot of things on WTA Tour. Um, <laughs> also in this section, the 2020 finalist, Victoria Azarenka, the number 18 seed, 
seed. She could make some noise in this tournament as well, but she has a tricky draw that could, if the seeds hold, have her playing Muguruza in the third round, which I would like to see it. That would be a good I one. would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but Muguruza also opens up her tournament against Donna Vekic. That's potentially a popcorn match. If Vekic, sure. if Vekic plays up to her level of, of Vekic-ness, um, that, that should be a tough match for Muguruza. And Muguruza is another player that traditionally doesn't play her best Mm -mm. tennis in New York. So we shall see. Some other uh, names in this section, Joanna Conta, Sari Rani, Christina Mladenovic, all unseated. And also Andrea Petkovic, all, you know. I can't believe Rani got a call out. (laughs) For me. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I saw her name. I'm just reading what I see. <laughs> just, it was a name, but I read I'm just it. reading what I see. Um, she plays Alexandrova, the 32 seed, in the first round. So, who knows? This section is another one. Although, Krychikova seems to be the player. Well, she is the player in the best form. Right. This section of the draw is very open based off the names I've said. Anybody could come through here, and I wouldn't necessarily be quote unquote surprised because Pet- Petkovic has been playing well. Um, yeah. <laughs> really, anything could happen. Anything could happen in that section. And then the last two sections of the women's draw before we give you guys our um, top eight of who we think are going to make it there for. Um, let's do Osaka. Yay! The <laughs> the section of brown and colored women. Yay! <laughs> Not colored. <laughs> well, oh, I shouldn't have said colored. Yikes! Re- rebuke that from retract the record. That, retract. retract that. Retract that from the record. I didn't say that. Well, I, what I Melanin, actually meant melanated. to say, I meant to say women of color because there is. Uh, Mayar Sharif from Egypt in this section. True. Madison Keys, Sloane Stevens, Coco Goff, Layla, uh, Layla Fernandez. Fernandez, Alicia Parks, and Naomi Osaka. All of those women are women of color. Yes, even Madison Keys. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying because Madison Keys says she wants to be known as Maddie, not a black woman or a white woman. <laughs> and Lee, and Lee, who? And Lee is that her? Is that her first name? I don't think she's in this section. Oh, she's the section above. <laughs> but yes, she is a, a person of color. She's Asian, but we'll get to her in a second. Um, the the, the, the non people of color in this section are uh, Angelique Kerbin, number sixteen seed, and she opens up her tournament against Diana Yastrzemska, who's been having an interesting season. Google her name, and you'll see why. Um, another very interesting section of the draw. I honestly have no idea who's going to come through. Like. I picked somebody, mm-hmm. but it was just a pick. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing it, who that it was. It is. was. It was just a pick. It was okay. just a pick. I, I honestly don't know what to go through in this section because honestly, there's also a qualifier I really love. Anna Kanju is in this section, and She's she plays a good game. A very good game, and she plays Layla Annie Fernandez in the first round. It's a tough matchup for Fernandez, but. You, know, you you again this WTA tour you never know um, and then the last section is Fidelina's section with the hump in her hair yay the hump you don't you don't see she oh. has like a little, little the little faux like the bump it <laughs> not a bu- not a bop it <laughs> she always has a little hump in her in her visor um, oh got you 
Um, so she opens up against a qualifier and Rebecca Rebecca Marino of Canada, who's has who's having a really interesting season and a good story. Rebecca Marino, if you don't know, I think I've talked about her on the podcast in previous episodes before. So go do some go do some back catalog research. But she's mm-hmm. um, she took a break from the tour to kind of get her mental and um, emotional right, and she's back and she's been having some good wins. So shout out to Rebecca Marino. Also in this section is. Daria Kasakina, who's won two WTA titles this season and been to two other finals. Also, number 19 seed, Alina Rybakina, who I have my eyes on. And then also, like Brian mentioned, Ann Lee. Ann Lee, the young American, she's unseated and she plays a lucky loser in the first round. So she has some room to make some noise if she likes to, but she potentially faces the winner of another popcorn match in the first round of Camilla Georgie, the recent Montreal WTA 1000 champion, and Simona Halep, two-time major champion and former world number one, who comes in with... (sighs) Not the best... Yeah, I mean injuries, the heavy strapping, the calf pop in Rome. Mm -hmm. So, and and Georgie is not the kind of player that you want to get first round to work yourself into. Georgie could either, she's not going to give you a rhythm. Honestly, she's just she's just not. So, um, if if Halep just comes, if if Halep is flat in that match, she's not going to be lasting long out there. If Georgie is playing her game. Honestly. And I've actually been impressed by Georgie because she's, she's like historically known for just like blasting every single ball. But the last couple of months, especially she's been like actually like crafting points and having rallies that last longer than five points and wearing good makeup on the court, <laughs> <laughs> giving us a good old lip and a, ni- a nice mascara moment. <laughs> I'm not mad at her at all. Um, I'm, I mean, she probably got a nice check from that WTA 1000 really in Montreal did. too. Like I'm she not, really did. I'm not mad at her. Go do your thing, sis. Is that, did we go through? That's all that's the sections. The whole, that's the whole so draw. you can drum roll, please for your top eight, who you think are going to be in the second Woo. week in quarterfinals. Cause I, we kind of we kind of sped through that because this this draw is just not like there are some matches I think that pop out as popcorn matches, but all in all, it's just gonna be a pick'em. Pretty much, it, it's every match is gonna be a pick'em, which is interesting, but on paper it doesn't really give us that much to build with, you know? Yeah. So, give me who you got for a pork chop for the top eight. <laughs> I've got uh, Barty versus Pagula up top. Followed okay. by Bedosa, mm-hmm. Sakari. Okay. Spitalina, Osaka. And then okay. last but not least, Muguruza and Sabalenka. Muguruza and Sabalenka. Okay. Mm-hmm. How any, about yourself? Any potential out of those eight who you think are hoisting the trophy? Uh, It's really hard for me to bet against Barty right now. She's been the most consistent, I'd say. And she... Knows how to play on hard court. She knows how to play on pretty much all the services, and she she doesn't seem to be like overwhelmed by the moment either. So I'll I'm give making it to Barty. I'm making some faces that y'all can't several see. faces because <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing because I want to I want the Barty party. Well, I'm not gonna say want because I'm not necessarily her number one fan. I respect and uh, admire the way she goes about her craft, and I like how she's like taking on the mantle and just kind of handled it well. However, there has not been a woman to win two Grand Slams in the same calendar year since 2016. 
these grand slams have been for everybody. <laughs> Pretty much. So I'm not saying that she's not going to win the U.S. Open. It's just that the current waves of WTA tennis are going to prevent me from calling her the winner. Um, just because I feel like with this draw being as open as it is for a lot of different girls, that's true. It could be somebody that we don't expect, but um, I, I mean, can totally that's the see the model of the WTA yeah. is expect the unexpected. I can much. totally see Barty lifting the trophy, yeah. but I I can also see. I was gonna say Christina McHale. But <laughs> no. <laughs> let me let me let me not jump out the window. Um, okay, so I'm gonna start from the top and give my quarterfinalist. My I'll, I'll give Ash Barty a spot in the quarters as well as Jessica Pagula, and I think we matched on that one. We did. So I think I think we'll get a Pagula and Barty matchup. Would not be mad if Pagula gets us gets herself into the semis. That'd be fun. Would be very fun. I'd be I'd be okay with that. I, I also have Bedosa in my quarterfinal. Bedosa versus Kostyuk. Okay. I'm going to go okay. out there and Kostyuk. say Kostyuk is going to have a good tournament because she reached the third round last year. And I just, I, when, when we do the recap show, I might have to just eat my words on that one. But for right, for right now, for right now, for it's Kostyuk. Right <laughs> um, after that, I have. Rabakina. I think Rabakina is going to has the room to make a really good run here. That's a good pick. Yep. Rabakina versus ooh. Has Rabakina made a quarterfinal yet? Will this be her first one? She made the quarterfinals at the French. Remember she beat Serena in the fourth oh, round? Unfortunately. Me. Unfortunately, child. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and then I am going to go as Rabakina's quarterfinal opponent. Drum roll. Coco Golf. I almost picked her. She has a tricky first round against Magdalenette. Magdalenette yeah. is not a scrub. Not at all. Um, but Coco, Coco can do it. Coco can do it. I was choosing between Coco and Osaka for that spot, and I went Osaka just because I feel like she's gonna settle into it. But we'll see. It could it could go either way. Osaka to me. I'm not worried about her tennis, honestly. Like, yeah. not that I don't want to see her succeed on the tennis court. I just want the young lady to be um, in a in a really good space. And I'm not saying that she's in a terrible space. It's just that the past couple of months have obviously not been easy for her. Right. So I feel like that is going to somehow seep into her tennis. Because gotcha. she doesn't seem like the kind of player that can be unhappy off the court. Mm -hmm. And then turn it on on the court and just forget about the woes off the court. I think she True. still has some skill developing or like some some area for improvement in that regard. But, you know, nobody's perfect. Um, and who are your final two? My final two are Krychikova and Sabalenka. Okay, I can be, see that. We'll be interested in seeing those two play each other. Because they're both of them are pretty good at, at doubles, and they're having pretty good single seasons too. Well, very good single seasons if you ask Krachikova. So, <laughs> those are my eight, and I actually think, in my mind, in my mind, I see Sabalenka holding the trophy. I could see it. <laughs> I mean, I would not be shocked if it happened. I don't know how we're gonna get there. <laughs> I don't know. I could, I could see it happen. I don't know how we're gonna get there, but I see Sabalenka holding the trophy. So, 
go WTA, go WTA Power Rangers and Avengers, <laughs> go go everybody, and hope everybody has fun. Fun stuff. So you want to talk about the men? Let's do it. It's <laughs> the, the men, the the men field, are so exciting. So exciting from the men. Oh my gosh, I have no idea how to control myself. Not. Um, Did you catch that quote? Um, from Djokovic you today? sent it in the in the group message, I didn't sure you? Did. That he, how, on a, I think Djokovic said in the press conference how he feels on a scale of one to ten. How confident is he about winning the U.S. Open? He said eleven, then quickly said no, twenty-one. Like really? This is my, this, <laughs> like I, I can see if you were a fan of his already, how that would be like cute. You right. know, I can see. I can see how that'd be cute. But also, shut up. <laughs> like, also, considering what happened at the Olympics, I feel like that's weird for him to come off that confident slash cocky when, like, he was, in a sense, humbled at the Olympics. So it's like, maybe you want to take a more, like, humble approach. And, like, you know, I'm here. I'm ready to win. But, like... Is it bad that, like, I don't think the Olympics are going to affect him much in this tournament? No, I don't think I, I think that was just if it anything, it scares blip. me. It, it scares be me because he's going to be like, oh, y'all thought I was going to come here and be all kind of fragile and stuff. Nope. He's <laughs> he's good for turning things around very yep. quickly. And I'm scared. Yeah, he, he is very good. He's very good at that. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. scared. I'm just I'm 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 rooting for somebody to cause a roberta vinci 2015 like upset, because if that happened to Serena, I don't see why it can happen to Djokovic. Right. That would only be fair to me. <laughs> to me, in my mind, that would only be fair. But whatever. What do I know? He opens up his tournament against a qualifier from Denmark who I've never heard of. Shout out to him. Um, What's his name? Oh, this this draw I'm looking at, his last name is Rune. I don't know him. I'm so, I've Rune, never heard of him either. Rune, I'm sure you played your behind off to get to the main draw. And congratulations. But I've never heard of you, buddy. Um, and good luck against Djokovic. Um, in his section, Djokovic has Karatsev, who really, I didn't expect Karatsev to be, part of me expected him to have a breakout season, and, and by a lot of standards, he has had one. It's just that he's cooled off so dramatically. He did, like, a lot. Like, just losing, <laughs> losing week after week after week, and not necessarily the losses being competitive, and that's kind of strange for somebody who just a couple months ago was really swatting people off the court literally just <laughs> literally Djokovic just... <laughs> in Serbia yeah right so I mean I would not be ma- I would not be mad if he finds this form again Against and potentially Novak. yeah and potentially <laughs> makes it to the fourth round I would love to see it that but I, I just fun. it's kind of hard to pick him on on confidence wise right also in this section the young Swede uh Mikhail Emer who just made his first final at Winston-Salem as we speak a couple hours ago, he was in that <laughs> final. He, he unfortunately lost it, but he's, have, he's having a good year. He opens up against the wild card Jensen Brooksby, the 20-year-old from the United States, who's also have, having an interesting and really good year and has an interesting game, to say the least. <laughs> and then right underneath that, there's a popcorn match between American Taylor Fritz and Australian Alex Demonar. It's a popcorn match because of their names, but they essentially play. No, I wouldn't say they play like exactly like each other, but their games are similar. So, and they're in the similar age brackets too. So, you know, opportunity for for both of them to kind of to to cause some 
fireworks, I guess, in the draw. Also, Kanish Shikori's in this section, unseated. He could potentially be a third-round matchup for Djokovic, but Djokovic owns that head-to-head. So he sure does. So yeah, this is this looks. I don't want to call it a cakewalk, but it's as close to a cakewalk <laughs> as Djokovic could have asked for. And he's the number one seed, so that's kind of what happens when you're the number one seed and have won three straight Grand Slams in a row. Moving on to section two, anchored by number six seed and Wimbledon finalist Matteo Berrettini. He opens up his tournament against Jeremy Chardy, which is kind of a tough match. Yeah. Jeremy Chardy is, is a veteran and always a tough out, so we'll have to see how Berrettini comes out of the gates on that one. Um, also in this section, number 10 seed, Hubie Hercash, who also made a Wimbledon semifinal and won Miami on the hard courts earlier this year. I have hope in Hubie. <laughs> that he can do some do some things. There's a bunch of the Italians in this section. There's Andrea Seppi, the veteran, Lorenzo Senego, Fabio Fognini, Travaglia, and of course Berrettini, who I mentioned earlier, are all, are all wow. in this section. So if, if, if an Italian makes it to the quarterfinal or third or fourth round in this section, I wouldn't be surprised because there's just so many flags here. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on, the section underneath that is led by number four seed Alexander aka Sasha Zverev aka Mr. Rolex aka Mr. I think the court case is open (laughs) aka he doesn't know aka who knows what's going on with that it's just really awkward folks awkward awkward Alexander all around just awkward and I would not we were talking about this I would not be surprised well were we talking about this I think this was another group message I had about him potentially getting booed by the U.S. crowd. I could totally see it happening. I could also see him being upset in the first round. Because by Query? He's playing Query. Query has not had a great season, granted. But he loves hard courts. He, he, he plays decently well at the U.S. Open, more so at Wimbledon. But I think... I think Zverev might be in his head and might the court case stuff might be getting to him. Who knows if he'll be able to turn it off and just play. Especially the second part of the the document or the second part of this release right. of the alleged abuse that he did to his girlfriend. This part was not that the first part was easy to read, but the second part was definitely like, ooh, yikes. You did that. <laughs> or it's like it's pointing all all <laughs> systems point to Alexander Zverev not being a hundred percent innocent, unfortunately. So Yeah. If but even with all that being said, if Query takes a set, I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um also in this section, Wildcard, Jack Sock, do with that information what you will. Oh no. I'm sorry, I just I just I just don't see it. Um never have really. And if never mind, I'll I'll leave that alone. Number 31 seed, Alexander Bublik. 17 seed, Gael Monfi. And then also number 13 seed, Yannick Sinner, who I think has a, a little wiggle room to make some noise in this section. For sure. I'll, I'll, He's got I'll, a solid game. I'll tease that. Yannick Sinner also won the WTA 100-100. And why did I say WTA? <laughs> the ATP 500 tournament in Washington, D.C. earlier this summer. So Yannick Sinner is somebody to look out for. Um, and he just turned 20, so maybe some of that birthday magic will lead him well in New York. <laughs> um, four section, section four, led by Denis Shapovalov, who I'm not quite sure where to put my stock at with Denis Shapovalov because I thought I thought that that Wimbledon semifinal would be the start of something, and it just seems like he just 
still doesn't have a good enough reign over his style of play in his game. Yeah. And I thought that we had gotten to that point, you know? I thought so, too. And he had a really good 2020 U.S. Open. He got to the quarters, he yeah. got to the and quarters, had some good good matches. Um, and Karina Busta could potentially be his fourth-round opponent if the seeds hold. And that's who he lost to in the quarterfinals at last year's U.S. Open. That's interesting. It could definitely go either way. Like, mm-hmm. if, if he's really feeling it, maybe can, like, summon whatever, whatever strength he had from last year, I could see him, you know, making a deep run, but it could also be the you know the shot but we've had the past couple of his months. draw isn't terrible he opens up against del bonus and then could potentially uh place or play tommy paul in the second round and then the next seed potentially in the third round is karen Hatchinoff, the silver medalist from tokyo all things considered that's not a terrible draw right. i actually would not mind seeing a Hatchinoff versus shapovalov third round match that'd be a good match yeah i, I think it would be too but both of them have to get there. <laughs> true. Also true. Also in this section, Musetti, the young, another young Italian who's been making some noise, and the young American Sebastian Cordes in this section. Mm-hmm. Look out for him. He's got a great game. He has had a he has a really really smooth game. And oh, I'm I'm overlooking Riley Opelka. I don't know how I did that. I mean, he's what six <laughs> ten, almost seven, and he made the final of Toronto. So sure did. So Opelka is looking good, but for something, some I don't know. I'll I'll come back to it when we when we when we say our quarterfinals. I'll come back to it. So bottom half of the draw. Let's go all the way down to the second seed, Daniel Medvedev, who opens up his tournament against Richard Gasquet. That turn that that matchup looks like feisty on paper, but Rashard Gasquet is in the twilight of his career, and yeah. he don't want nothing Medvedev got for him. Honestly, he really don't. He don't have nothing for him. <laughs> we'll actually be at that match. Yes, be yes. Fun. I mean, did I, wait, did I not say that? What, what like what ter- <laughs> what days we're going? So we're going to the Monday opening night session, which is going to be Osaka and Medvedev. Yeah. Osaka and Medvedev, and then Tuesday day session, we're going to be on the grounds watching some stuff. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So we're going to be hot, sweaty, and full of tennis action <laughs> on Tuesday <laughs> and Monday. Um, back to Medvedev section. The next highest seed is Grigor Dimitrov, the number 15 seed. This section to me has Medvedev written all over, unfortunately. Not unfortunately, actually. It, it's a good section for Medvedev to. He's gonna sweep this. Yeah, he's like gonna get. He's gonna get his reps, and I if he drops a set or two, I'd be surprised. Yep, would be surprised I'd be as very well. Surprised because he has Dominic Kupfer in this section potentially, but uh, uh yeah. And Marcos Giron is in this section as well. The always, you know, he always gives a good fight. That American, I like True. watching him play. But it's giving Medvedev central in this section of the draw. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Um, so above Medvedev, we have Casper Ruud, who is the number eight seed at a Grand Slam tournament for the first time in his career. He opens up against Joe Wilfred Sanga, another Frenchman who's in the twilight of his career, unfortunately. And Casper Ruud, um, is... On the up and up. It's on the up and up, <laughs> and I, I, I don't see Joe Wilfred Sanga giving Casper Ruud many problems, honestly. Unfortunately. But you Joe, never know. You I never mean, know. yeah, but Joe Rufasanga's being, he's a new dad, so shout out to that. He just had a second baby, I believe. Yep. Well, he didn't have it, but, you know, <laughs> he created a second baby. Um, 
I'm I'm actually interested in Casper Rude because I know a lot of his results have come on clay, True. but he just made two back-to-back quarterfinals in Cincinnati and Toronto. Was Cincinnati and Toronto? Yeah, it was. <laughs> those are the only those are the only Masters one thousand that they play, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he made two quarterfinals back to back on hardcore. So he's he's feeling it a little bit. Also in this section is John Isner, who plays Brandon Nakashima, and they just played in the Atlanta final a couple of weeks ago. And Nakashima, do your thing, please. <laughs> just just do your thing, buddy. We we're rooting for you here, and missing the point. Um. Anybody else of note? Oh, Schwartzman. Uh, let 11 C Diego Schwartzman's in this section. As much as I want to pencil in Casper Rude, I think he will be penciled in. It's still an open section. There's there's people that could kind of, you know, make me eat my words a little bit. It's Casper uh, Rude, for how good he's playing, is not above, you know, just having an off day. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's played a lot of matches, and sometimes that catches up to you. So you never, you never really know. Um,. So that's that section. Um, you see how wonderful, interesting, and exciting these men's draws are? You just love to see it. Um, so the last two, before we close on out, we have the section by number three seed, Stefano Sitsipas, who probably has the toughest first-round match on paper against Andy Murray, who is a former U.S. Open champion, former world number one, and a legend of the game, Hall of Famer. They're set to play um, in the first round. Bad luck for Sissipas, but also still a winnable match if Sissipas plays his best tennis. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, no one wants to play Murray in a first-round match. He's not playing his best, obviously, so I think Stefanos will probably win in three sets. But I also just feel for Murray as well because like, you feel like he, you, he wants to have some sort of conf- confidence going into a major and kind of work his way in, but he kind of just got the draw of death. So we'll see how, how it plays out, but I, I pretty much see Stefanos taking this one. Also in this section of the draw, Cam Norrie, the number 26 seed from the UK, who's had the season of his career so far. Lefty. Yep. Another <laughs> lefty, Ugo Umbers in this section, and also uh, 16 seed uh, from Chile, Christian Garin. Like you said, I think Tsitsipas could make it through this section very much so unscathed if he's playing a so. high level of tennis. There are some there are some people that could trouble him if he if his level dips to a certain level. Yeah. Why did I say level that many times? Um, <laughs> but if he plays his best, he's gonna get through this pretty easily. I, I would say. I can see him going through without dropping a set. Same. I yeah. could. Cam Nori, if he gets to that third round match. Could be a little tricky. Could be a 7-6, seven, 7-5, six, seven, six, something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or Cam Nord pull up the upset, you never know. Last section of the men's 2021 draw is led by Andre Rublev, who has a tricky first round against Qualifier, who is still out there hitting big serves. 42 years old. That's how old it's re- Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> Woo! Um, Ivo Karlovic is still out there um, at the at the good old age of 42. And Rublev doesn't really like playing big service because John Isner gives him hell. He hates the big service. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not calling an upset, but I'm, if it goes five and it takes Rublev five sets to get it together, I wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised at all. And Rublev, he's, he's – 
he's had he hasn't had a bad season. It's just he mediocre. Just... No, I mean he's gotten to the semifinals of Miami, the finals of Monte Carlo, the finals of Cincinnati just a week ago. So like that's a not that's not a bad season. And he won in Rotterdam. True. So like that's not a bad season. It's just that when he gets to the moments or the precipice of like, ooh, Rublev could possibly really show himself to be a contender, he yeah, kind of falls flat. To some random mm-hmm. person. <laughs> yep. And then also Felix Ajialiasim is number twelve seed in this section. <sighs> Your favorite. He Felix is my fave. I'm just giving my fave grace and more time. He opens up against a qualifier from Russia I've never heard of, Donskoy. 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 So, I mean, winnable match, but then I've also said those exact same words about Felix Auge Aliasim. And then I look up at the score and I'm like, how is he losing this match? How did it happen? How, what, how did we get here? Who, is, who said that? Right. Who, who said that? Um, oh, I'm I'm missing the big old spicy matchup here um, that everybody cares about. That's what about. I thought you were. That's when I said your favorite. That's who I was referencing. Oh, Kyrios. <laughs> cheese. Anybody have some cheese? <laughs> he plays Roberto Batista Agu, and I honestly think Roberto is gonna wash the floor with him. I'm not saying that Kyrios won't get a set, but if Kyrios. Kyrgios already comes into the tournament allegedly carrying a knee injury and his 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 his, his he just does, he doesn't give a damn. And Roberto Batista Agu is the complete opposite, opposite. Of, of, of that. <laughs> he gives several dams. <laughs> so yeah. Kyrgios, all the work. Kyrgios doesn't he's not making it out of that match, I don't think. <laughs> he he's gonna have to hit forty five aces Pretty to much. make it competitive. Tiafo's all also in this section. Um, some black on black crime um, oh, no. is definitely in the first round because he plays qualifier um, Christopher Eubanks, who's qualified for the U.S. Open for the first time. Main draw. Oh, I didn't realize that was his first time. Oh, well, uh, well, let me do, let me fact check that. <laughs> do Do you have it on your draw? I forgot I screenshotted all of this. Let's see. Is Sebastian Corda. We're, we're, we're like on this one. For some reason, I... I just something I, about it. Something about... We could be eating our words later. We could. We could be very much eating <laughs> we our very words. very much yes. could. But I think Sebastian Corder is going to get through that section to get to a quarterfinal. And then next up, I think... Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so I am going to go out on a limb here. Uh-uh. And I, I did not even mention him in the section when we were talking about it. Emil Rusevori. Do you know who that is? I do. <laughs> and I know he just did well this past week. But that's not happening. You don't think so? He, I mean, he plays a qualifier I've never heard of in the first round. He gets the winner of Batista Agu and Kyrgios. That's, who will either so? would kill him. Um, no. He will be losing in the second round. Go Rusevori from Finland. Go Rusevori from Finland. Get, get yourself a quarterfinal boy. Just, just make it, make it special for us. Just curious, what's the deepest he's ever gone in a major? Mm. <laughs> I'm checking right Probably now. Probably the second round. Second round. <laughs> he made. But there are, there are, there are strides for everything. <laughs> he did second round Australian Open this year and second round U.S. Open last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not happening this year. It could. <laughs> this is where dreams are made in New York. Okay. Um. So after Rusevori in the quarterfinal, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even listen to that with a straight face. Rusevori, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Wait, um, what? 
what did he he made it deep where did he make it deep recently? he made deep runs in miami and then winston salem this past okay. week mm-hmm. yeah that's still not gonna happen oh, okay we'll, we'll see i'm I, I will eat my words gladly um i think i'm gonna go sitsy pass yeah, you kind of have to. Be in that section of the draw. Yeah. If it's not Sissy Pies, it might be Umber, but it's going to probably it's be Sissy Pies. Yeah. And then I'm going to go. Nakashima. Really? Yes. I think Nakashima can get. He's, he just played John Isner. He beat him once at. Los Cabos and lost to him in Atlanta. So I think if they play a third time, Nakashima can get it together and make a quarterfinal of this tournament. Again, really? could be eating my words. Look, I'm trying to spice this men's draw up here, okay? True, true, <laughs> because, because, woo, Lord knows it took me a while to look through it and be like, oh, this is interesting. Not. I do actually really like Brandon Nakashima's game. Very much my so. My only concern is that he does not have barely any experience playing best three out of five set matches. Because he really doesn't have, like, a lot of Grand Slam tennis well, under his belt. Well, he's going to win all of his matches in three or four sets. Because <laughs> <laughs> just looking back, he's he's never made the main draw at Australia or the French Open. He did the first round of Wimbledon. He lost. And then he made his second round last year at the U.S. Open. So, I don't even know if he's ever played a five. Has he played a five-set match? He'll play one this year <laughs> and win one or two. We'll see. We'll, we will see. And then at the bottom, it'll be um, Medvedev. For sure. Those are my eight. Um, and I am going to go out on a limb and say that we're going to have a Hercash versus Medvedev U.S. Open final. Really? Yay. That's what I want to see. They actually have a really good rivalry like kind of building. I'd love see to it. see it. And I want to see Medvedev win a Grand Slam title. I mean, there are things that I, that that can make Medvedev kind of off-putting. And I see those. I've read those articles. They exist. But for <laughs> the most part, um, Medvedev, I think, is good for the game. And he loves a fast, hard court. He and the, 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 the fast, hard court loves him, too. So... <laughs> And he loves the U.S. Open crowd. The crowds are going to be there in full capacity. Remember what happened last time they were full crowd in 2019? True, he true. made a fool out of, out of all of them and got to the he final did. and played a really great match and just came up short. And he got to the semifinals in 2020, losing to the eventual champion and team. So, you know, U.S. Open's been kind to him. The American hardcores have been kind to him, or the North American hardcores, got to count Canada. Um, so, I've got a fun question for you. What's up? What match are you most forward to seeing in person? Do I have one yet? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have one yet. Um, Just for top of my head purposes, I would be interested in seeing Tiafo versus Eubanks. Because I don't That'd think I've seen... Cool yeah, I don't think I've seen Tiafo play. I don't think we saw him play in person in Indian Wells. Did we? I don't think we did. But I did. I saw him play at the U.S. Open before. But yeah, I, before. I don't think I've ever seen him play up close. I just want to see that forehand. He's a fun. <laughs> he's a fun player to watch in person because he's very much an entertainer, which is like also his downfall. But uh, he's very fun. He loves to like play to the crowd and everything. So it should it should be a fun match. I think, I think we're gonna have time to go see that Curios Batista Gubech. <laughs> I don't want to go see it, I but wanna, I, we'll just I, go watch a we'll, set. Yeah, watch a set. I just want to see the way Batista Agu does what he does. 
And yeah, y'all know Kyrios. Kyrios ain't never come on to this podcast, child. Because <laughs> we going, we going to, we going. Anyway, anyway, is, is there Nakashima? We could go check that. Oh no, actually, that's a morning. That's a day match. Just on Monday. Day. Yeah, it's a day match. Sorry, sorry, folks. <laughs> If anybody wants to contribute to the podcast and make sure that next U.S. Open or in following tournaments, we have enough money to go to all of the days of the tournament, there will be a link in the podcast description so you can do that, okay? Because, unfortunately, it is not free yet for us to go to these tournaments and get tickets. We have to pay like normal human beings, and we have normal human being bills, okay? (laughs) Exactly. that's that and friend we just hit an hour talking about the 2021 u.s open we sure did is there anything that we didn't hit on that you wanted to talk about because we did that i think we pretty much hit on everything oh one match that i think will be very interesting just from drama purposes is kerber versus yastrzemska oh yeah i did i did see that because drama just seems to follow both of them on Mm. their matches yastrzemska most recently versus mcnally where she like didn't shake her hand like was like yelling at the crowd (laughs) and then mcnally had choice words for her after it was just a lot she mouthed she mouthed something (laughs) that rhymes with she's such a snitch Yep, that's what she said. Y'all can figure it out. Yep. <laughs> and then Kerber has had a lot of drama, especially 20, 2019 with uh, Andrescu. Yeah, that's a drama into... queen. Yeah, that's a drama queen. <laughs> oh, got... no, no, no. You're the biggest drama queen ever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got into it. So I just feel like there's going to be some sort of fireworks that happen from that match. <sighs> Watch Kerber win this whole tournament. If she does, I really want her to put up that Yonix racket if she wins this whole tournament. Put it up. Like, you have you have far succeeded what we thought was possible for you, Miss Kerber. Stop it while you're ahead. But that's just me. That's just me rambling. Um, this is going to be an interesting U.S. Open, guys. I'm excited that I am going to knock this off of my bucket list. I'm excited to come back to the microphone and tell you guys all about the U.S. Open experience. Thank you, Brian, for being here and making this happen and for celebrating a full year of Missing the Point. One year anniversary. Literally, guys, Brian was on the very first episode of Missing the Point back in August of 2020. Full circle moment. Go back and... I mean, go back and listen, but don't judge too harshly because I had no (laughs) idea what I was doing. The microphone didn't know what it was doing. I didn't know how to use GarageBand. It was very homely. And this might sound homely too, but you like it. But you like it. You like it. And we're going to get out of here on that note. So enjoy the U.S. Open, guys. We will enjoy it. Um, If you see us on television, make sure you take a picture of it and tag Missing the Point on or missing point pod excuse me on instagram or twitter wherever you see it make sure you tell me because i want to see it if i get um some screen time you can't miss me you really can't you really you really can't miss me i'm six five if they if they see me in a match i want the camera time not that, that, that's not my goal when i go to the match but like if it happens, it happens. i won't be upset right. i won't be upset all right you guys i will come right back and wrap up the show and give you guys a wonderful outro if not then I'll be playing the outro music right now because I'm tired and I'm in New York and I want to get some sleep. And me and Brian deserve to get some rest. We do. <laughs> All 
Alrighty, guys, that was our preview for the U.S. Open 2021. If you enjoyed what you heard in today's episode, please do check us out on all social networks at Missing Point Pod. Subscribe to the podcast so you get notified of new episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Review the show wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps us grow. And click on the podcast description for more information on how to support the podcast. Don't forget to send us your questions or feedback to missingpointpod at gmail.com. Until next time, have a good week. Enjoy some tennis at the U.S. Open. Take care, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.